Amen. Well, good morning. Why don't you just give your neighbour a high five? And and tell tell your neighbour you are wonderful. You know the Bible. The Bible teaches that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. So we're absolutely the pinnacle of God's creation. You know, this morning I just want you to know that you are brilliant. Tell your neighbour you are brilliant because you have been made. You've been made in the image of God, and God is quite awesome. Amen. Right then. Well, it's uh, fantastic to be here this morning. Uh, we're going to be uh, teaching on the uh, spirit of a pioneer. Woo. So I'm just going to get myself ready. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak to your people this morning. Lord, I ask for wisdom. I ask for revelation. I pray, God, would your anointing right now just move and flow in this room. The Bible teaches that the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon every single person in this room. And the anointing has a set purpose. You have a purpose in God. God has got a preferred future for you and the anointing of God's Holy Spirit will enable you to do everything that God has assigned you to do. See, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it is by his spirit. And this is not said by the prophet, because the prophet then says, says the Lord. This is something from the heart of God to the heart of his people who need to understand this revelation of the power of God on and in and working through your life. You have got awesome power. The Apostle John talks about greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have God Almighty by his spirit dwelling on the inside of you. The Apostle Paul kept teaching the church uh, time and time again that since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. And, And today I want you to know that you are incredibly powerful. You have been chosen by God. God has had thoughts about your life. God is strategically thinking and planning. Jeremiah 29, 11 teaches, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He knows the plans that he has for us as a church across this region. And there's times when we think, I need to tap into them plans. I need to have a download of the strategy and the wisdom of God for the direction of my life. And God has already been thinking before the creation of the world, amen, about what you will accomplish for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that exciting? I find that absolutely exciting. And I have got an assignment today to just release. What does it mean to be a pioneer? What does it mean to have a a spirit of a pioneer to go boldly where no man has gone before? As you can tell, I'm a trekkie. I like Captain Kirk. Beam me up, Scotty. See, the Bible has been doing that. You know, there were a time when Philip baptised a a man and all of a sudden God moved supernaturally. Everyone says supernaturally. And and one minute he was in the water, the next minute he was in another location. And I believe that God is going to move by his spirit in our church family, releasing us into many different locations which have been spirit-led. Amen. And you're going to be thinking, my Lord, I never realised I would have ended up in Honolulu. Amen. 
But it's about being a pioneer. The Apostle Paul. Oh, we could even say wet wang. Everyone said wet wang. Oh, there could be a call for a location in the wonderful metropolis of wet wang. Amen. Where we see wet wang transformed by the glory of God. Amen. Can you imagine the little inlets and the rural villages being impacted by the glory of the gospel? Amen. Where, where the farmers are going, hallelujah, I'm born again. Amen. Praise God. I'm just going on a tangent. But the Apostle Paul said this. In uh, Romans 15, verse 20. My ambition, everyone say ambition. Has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard. Rather than where the church has already been started by somebody. This is the heart of an apostolic pioneer. He was saying, I do not want to build where someone has already built. I recognise that there's been a work of God established there. But he says, I want to make it my ambition, my strong desire, my purpose to be to go into uncharted territory, to go into the virgin landscape and to preach the gospel where the gospel has never been preached before. And I want to tell you, I, 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 I find that quite challenging. Could you imagine just going into a city where the gospel has never been preached before or into one of our rural villages in the East Ridings and the gospel has never been preached and there's no churches there. But it, you make it your ambition to say... I'm going to go where the gospel has not been proclaimed. I'm going to go and plant a church where the church has never been planted before. I don't want to work on what someone else has built. I want to go and create something which has never happened before. And pioneers are like this. They're the first to explore. Everyone say explore. You know, they, they, they look at the horizon and think it's that direction. And they've got so many different routes to get to that direction. The creative, the directive. Sometimes they're not scared of risk or failure. This is the amazing thing about the Apostle Paul. He went on his second ministry journey and he was, he was going and the Holy Spirit said, no, not here yet. And then he went, no, not here yet. And then he ended up at a holiday destination and the Holy Spirit still hadn't released the full plan and purpose and then the gospel went into Europe amen but there's times when we just need to be prepared to just go and have an adventure that's what the pioneering spirit's about it's quite a restless spirit but a restless spirit in purpose thinking I need to be moving See, a pioneer is not a person who can settle. You've got pioneers. If you study the West, the, 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 the Wild West was full of pioneers and then settlers. The pioneers went and pioneered and the settlers went and settled and built and established. But there's something about a pioneering spirit which is really rubbed off on me. And it can rub off on you. Because right at the very beginning, everyone said the beginning. Right at the very, I mean, even before the earth was, was formed, I'm talking right at the very origins, the Holy Spirit was hovering. Now, he wasn't in a state of, I'm going to relax and wait for the word of God. He was in a state of readiness. The word hovering literally means to vibrate. And I'm thinking, it's a little bit like T.D. Jakes. When T.D. Jakes goes, I'm ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. There was something in the Holy Ghost. There was something in God who was moving with anticipation, waiting for the direction of God to be released. He was just waiting for that word, let there be. Boom. And the Holy Ghost starts to move straight away. 
And when we start to look at the character and the nature of the Holy Spirit, it's it's called the paraclete, the one who comes alongside. Now, I always used to think God will just come alongside nice and uh, easy and relaxing. No, he rushes to our aid. Amen. When the church were birthed, the Holy Ghost came as a rushing he came rushing powerful. There was a sound, there was a declaration from heaven. Something caught Jerusalem's attention that day. It was the speed and the movement of God coming and falling on a group of people who turned the world upside down. We are in a generation and we are a people of God who have been given an assignment to see the gospel spread throughout all nations. Amen. Wow, fantastic. So Paul was adventurous. I want to be adventurous. I don't just want to settle for the status quo. I want to be able to go and dream and go and explore the dreams. I don't just want to be in a place of dreaming. I want my dreams to become a reality. And there's people in this room this morning, you've got God-sized dreams. And I believe God wants you to wake up to them God-sized dreams and just enter into this spirit of a pioneer. Amen. Wow. I believe uh, in what Dutch Sheet says. It says, I don't think there's ever been a time in history that cries out more for a pioneering generation. Amen. And a pioneer. What is a pioneer? It's the first to explore. Wow. I want to be the first to explore. The Apostle Paul said, I make it my ambition. Wow. Wow. But what we see through a pioneering spirit is this. We see multiplication. Now, we are one church in many locations. We've got a location in Kingswood. We've got a location in Goo. We've got a location in Driffield. Oh, I'm going to have to do this again. We've got a, we, 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 we've got a location in Kingswood. Oh, that sounds right. We've got a location in Goo. And we've got a location in Driffield. And are you ready? We've got an expression in Cottingham. Which one day will probably become a location touching and changing the life of a village, which is the largest village in the UK. Amen. Which needs a revived church going in, day in and day out, touching and seeing lives being transformed by the glory of God. Amen. Wow. So we, we are, we're a multi-site church. We're one church in many locations. And our vision as a, as a church is to see 20 locations by 2020. But how are we going to do this? It's by having a pioneering, adventurous spirit, being daring to take risks and adventure and think, how do we do it? I'm not too sure, but I think it's this direction. I'm going to follow. It's like that song, I will follow you. Wherever he may go, there isn't a mountain to, a valley to, do, 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 he, do, do, do. I'll follow, I'll follow, I'll follow, do, 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 do. I will follow him, wherever he may go, there isn't a mountain too high. Oh, come on, guys, staring me. I'm in a singing church, we could, have, we could have had the keyboard, but we want to follow the purposes of God in our generation. Amen. Hallelujah. So a heart of a pioneer is movement. Do you know, 
The gospel is full of movement. For God sent his son. Movement in John uh, chapter 3.17. Movement. He sent the Holy Spirit at the very beginning of Genesis. was moving. He was, he was ready. He was waiting. You know, and the, there's something on the inside of every single Christian. It's called purpose. And it starts to move us. I think I've been called for something even before I was a Christian. I knew there was something more. There was that movement on the inside. There was something of, of a heavenly vision trying to be released into me. And sometimes we try to, 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 to get the fog out of the way. And, and today I want to move the fog out of the way. And say, we're called to go. We're called to love. We're called to reach out. We've been gifted and talented. We're called to movement. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow, fantastic. So the heart of a pioneer is one of movement. Mark 16 teaches this, go into all the world and preach. Wow. So I'm just going to do two stories now. Are we ready? Have I got time for two stories? I've got five minutes left. Amen. Lord, we just pray for the sun to stand still and <laughs> for this five minutes to, to go on to ten minutes and but Matthew 10 teaches this, and it's our pioneering vision produced multiplication. In Matthew 10, Jesus sent out, again we've got movement, Jesus sent out his 12. He sent out the guys he'd been imparting into and feeding and coaching and discipling and equipping. He released authority into their will to do what he was doing. Because Jesus, believe it or not, on earth he was restricted. Now we would think, Jesus, how could you ever be restricted? You can walk on water, that's amazing. I'm still trying to walk on water, guys. Every time I go to the swim baths, I still, whoop, you, you never know. If I change my name to Dynamo, it just may work. Work. But I'm still believing for something of the supernatural. But here Jesus is restricted and we think, well, how could he be restricted? He is the son of God. He spoke to dead people and they came alive. He touched the eyes of that. But he was restricted by location. And there was something of a pioneering vision in the heart of Jesus where he wanted to see not only the locations where he was at that time being touched, but he wanted to send out his disciples into multiple locations multiplying healing multiplying the word seeing transformation come to different villages because Jesus couldn't do it all he needed to use his people he needed to use his 12 apostles his disciples to go into the different villages and to release the gospel amen so that brought multiplication so if Jesus were in Jerusalem on Monday and Peter was in Samaria or uh, Wet wang somewhere, the gospel was going out because there was released into different areas and it brought multiplication. A pioneering vision brings multiplication. We one church many locations. Could you imagine if, if we start to, to plant a church in Thwing? Wow, or in Doncaster, or wherever it may be. And we go there, we're not only meeting in Kingswood, Gould, Cottingham, Driftfield. But we could be meeting in another location with kingdom influence, with lives being touched and changed. Amen. Because Jesus said, go heal the sick, go raise the dead, cleanse the leper. There's something powerful when we go. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus sent out his 12 and it brought multiplication. That was innovation at its best. Jesus had the idea and said, I'm just going to send you. And it's still his plan. 
go into all the world, have that daring, audacious, tenacious faith to just risk and go for it. And in closing, there's a woman in the Bible and she had a condition and she had never been able to get a a solution to the condition for 12 years. We've heard this story probably so many times and this woman with the issue of blood decided one day, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something which has never been done before. And I want us to catch this as a church. I want to do something which has never been done before. And she decided, now listen, this was in her weakness. If, we, I, if I had more time, I could unpack it. But in her weakness, in thinking I'm not strong enough to do what God has assigned me to do, her faith was saying, if I just get from this place to this place, if I touch the hem of his robe, I will be healed. That had never, ever been done before. In fact, it even shocked God. Because Jesus said, I perceive power has left from me. Her pioneering spirit drew God's power from him without him even realising because she was prepared to walk on an unknown path. She was prepared to step out in weakness but to receive strength in the journey to do something which no one else had done before. And what she did, she then created not just a pathway, but a walkway for many other people to receive the healing that way because no one had ever been healed that way before. It even surprised God. Can you imagine you drawing from the power of God as we go into all the world, as we start to adventure with a pioneering spirit? It literally draws power from him. He gave his disciples authority and power to go. And this woman then set a template for many, many people to follow in her steps. That's something about pioneering at its best, creating pathways which no one has ever travelled on. Amen. Thank you, Lamia. Woo! Well, I just want to put some flesh on the bones in a second, but before we do that, can we just uh, read Isaiah 61 on the screen together, please? It's coming up. It says this. Can we all see it? Loud and clear. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. Amen. Can we say together, I was born for this. 
Wow, amen. Okay, so this is our vision as a church, 20 locations by 2020. What do we mean by locations? Well, locations are basically a group of people maybe meeting in a living room, just desiring and aching for the community and for neighbors and wanting to reach out to them. Or it could be something like a once a month expression like Cottingham, where we're just saying, hey guys, we're here and we want to reach out to, it, to you. Or it could be like a, a ghoul or a driftfield who is reaching out to the locations on a weekly basis and throughout the week but I want to tell you this morning and I want to stir something in you this morning just like Jonathan already started this is not a vision stirred up and birthed out of man's heart this is the heart cry of God who lives inside of us and has anointed us to bring good news to the poor to comfort the brokenhearted and release the captives this is an expression of a a heart beat on the inside of us from the one who lives in us and makes us more than conquerors. The one who is calling us to greater with him through the spirit with us. Greater. I want you to know today that greater things are coming your way starting now. He simply believes, he simply begins with belief. Let me help you. Look at the screen. Look at what it says there. Nobody does greater things for God because they've got it all together. And nobody is disqualified because they don't have it all together. So how will we achieve this mandate of 2020 vision? Well, it's really simple. It's going to say at the back of me in a minute, but are you ready for this? We're going to go and do it through you. <laughs> you are it. Can you say with me, I am it? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> in John 15 verse 16, God declares this, you did not choose me, but I chose you. This morning you've been chosen and handpicked by God and appointed you, you've been appointed by him, that you would do what? That you would go. <laughs> Can we say all oh, go? <laughs> and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. God chose you. You're not just here by chance. You're part of this movement that we call church. It's not just a movement, it's a triumphant movement. Yes, the gospel is triumphant news. Yes, Jesus was and is a triumphant son of man and son of God. He triumphed over death, he triumphed over diseases, he triumphs and triumphs today over demons and more. And yes, this triumphant God lives in us. He lives in you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And he has entrusted us and he has entrusted you with this triumphant, amazing gospel. It's a revolutionary movement. It was revolutionary at the time of Jesus and it is still revolutionary today. It's bringing a different atmosphere, a different dynamic. It breaks every yoke. It breaks every chain. It transforms life. It's a revolutionary movement. Why am I speaking about a movement? Because this is what Jesus himself says in Acts 1 verse 8. He says, as he's describing the church, he maps out the scope of the church. Going from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and 
all the way up to the ends of the earth. The ends of the earth is our oyster. We can do whatever we want to do. God has got no limit. So what is Jesus communicating to us there through the word ecclesia, which simply means church, is this. Church, ecclesia, isn't about a building or the local church. Of course it is, but listen, <laughs> we'll go further. But it's about a group of dynamic faith filled full of the spirit, translocal people released in a multidimensional way. <laughs> I can't say it. Multidimensional way. It's about people who are released in the marketplace, it's about people released in the synagogues, in the villages, in the cities, in the regions. All of Paul's epi episodes which were, were written to all those kinds of people who were ministering at all those different levels okay so let's bring it back to now to today to you and me here and our reality here at Revive Church Revive Church is an ecclesia that is not about the building or the local church but about a group of dynamic faith filled full of the spirit translocal people released into a multi-dimensional way in houses in village house halls in the marketplace in the pubs anywhere and everywhere to the ends of the earth wow where they are boldly yes say i'm bold <laughs> And fearlessly, say I'm fearless, being led, I'm being led by God. Wow, I can feel the heartbeat of heaven right now on this. If you're looking for the greater in your life, there's a longing of there must be more than this. Then this pulse that is beating at the heart of Revived Church vision is what you're looking for. It's a call that forces changes, but the outcome outweighs it all. <laughs> I just want to go through some of the practicals. Let me explain the practical structure that we're working through as a leadership team. We've create, created a path to build a culture of leadership development. Can we all say leadership development? What does that mean? Well, in other words, we have and are developing different ways by which we want to equip and raise and help you reach out your potential in God. Because you are our best assets. Say to your neighbor, you are the best asset of this church. Revive Academy is what we call our leadership engine. It develops and releases leaders and creative leaders by building teaching and practical strong foundations through the Bible school, through online courses, through the ministry school, through encouraging you guys to go and adventure and experience something somewhere else and go on mission. And also by, in, by us inviting you to have on the ground experience through the high capacity program, giving hands-on opportunity. Like we heard just a minute ago, Jesus did this. He had all his disciples and then the next he goes go <laughs> I'm giving you I'm giving you authority to preach and to teach and to release the captives he didn't wait for so long he just had go why because then they came back and they had experience and they had stories to share and they had feedback and they had how did you do that and why did that not work and what am I doing here and oh I really cried out and I, and, I, and, I, and I reached out to the other person and you know feedback stories they were learning on the go so with this in mind, Jonathan and myself's role in Revive Church are evolving into raising and developing a pioneering team. A set of passionate people and leaders who are saying, yes, 
I want to give three months to this. I want to try something. I want to get out of my box. I want to get out of my comfort zone and see what God can do through me. Or maybe it's six months. Maybe it's a year. Maybe for some of you, it might mean relocation. But for some others, it might not mean that at all. It might just mean giving that little bit extra in Kingswood, that little bit extra in Gould, that little bit extra in the next. Or say, hey, I live in none of those locations. Can we please do something for my neighbors, my community? Can, we, can, we, can, we, can you come and support me there? We want to see people's lives transformed and touched. And we're calling on all of you, those of you whose heart right now is being stirred and say, I want to adventure a bit. I want to explore what God can do. I want to experience the greater that is in me in a greater way. In Gould, we've just raised Steve Green as an assistant campus leader and he's living his dream, reaching out for the greater in his life and in his journey. I want to encourage you, department leaders, please listen to me. Pastors, please listen. Revive team leaders, please listen. I want to encourage you to develop and release your best people to reach their potential in whatever shape or form that may be. Release your best is a sentence that we keep talking about as in and among us. Release your best. Just like we will release them back to you. There's a blessing in releasing. In the releasing, there's an exponential blessing. We've released our best in Gould this morning. We've got Harry, our best drummer in Gould. <laughs> Who's drumming here? <laughs> We're releasing him to all, to come and, and, and just be part of what you're doing. There's a blessing in giving away. And we know that God is our rewarder. I love this and I'm going to finish off with this. I love this passage in Philippians 2 verse 21. If you're taking notes, please go and read it afterwards. Um, but Paul speaks basically about Timothy. And this is how he speaks about Timothy. He says, he's my son. He's like a son. Somebody who he trusts. Somebody who has proved himself loyal, faithful, irreplaceable. However, he's willing. Paul is willing to send him to another campus. Then he goes on talking about Epaphroditus. Don't know how to say it, but you've got the French accent. <laughs> and this is how Paul described this guy. He says he's a true brother, a co-worker, a fellow soldier. I'm sure Paul could have done with Epaphroditus on his side, a fellow soldier, a brother, somebody who's going to come alongside him. But he was willing to send him, actually send him back where he came from. Paul didn't keep those guys for himself. They were his best but he was willing to give them up in the name of love for them and for the gospel. Let's give our best. I just want to finish with this quote. He says, those who make history are those who submit to the one who orchestrates it. Let's make history together. You're talking about a shaking at the beginning of the worship. I think God is definitely doing a shaking up. And I think there's definitely gold to be found somewhere. <laughs> Not only gold to be found in ourselves, but gold to be found in and around us. Gold to be found in this world, in this earth. When we think about the reality of what God has put on the inside of us, it cannot be contained. You have God on the inside of you. And in some of us, he's, he's waiting and hovering, waiting to burst out of there and release you into your adventure, your next step. Release you into your greater 
because greater is he that is in you, but he's got greater things for you. And I want to encourage you today. Do not disqualify yourself in any way because we will not. We will encourage you. We will train you. That's why we have those different streams. We might all be in a different level, but at the end of the day, it's about a body of Christ that's coming together, that is encouraging one another, supporting one another, and starting to run this race that God has called us to run and see each and every one of us passing that crossing line and hearing those words good and faithful servant I am so pleased with you this is what it's all about yes life creeps in and life takes away but I want to just get yourself focused can we all stand up just for a second and say Jesus I'm here for you thank you Jesus that you are here for me but I want to say this morning I'm here for you too Holy Spirit, I pray right now, move among your people. Jesus, Jesus, we welcome you here in this place. We welcome you in each and every heart. We thank you, Father, for there's a stirring and a hovering and a shaking. You know, Jesus will never lead you where you will be hurt. He will be there for you every step of the way. He's not a man that he should lie. We can trust him. We can trust him. We can trust him. And you know, every time we take a step out and we're thinking, I can't see, I can't see the floor underneath me. A bit like Indiana Jones crossing through. <laughs> you remember that scene in Indiana Jones and you're thinking he's going to fall and they were like a, a transparent bridge. <laughs> That's it. That is literally it. He's not going to let you down. He's not going to let you down. I want to encourage you today. Come on the adventure. Go and check our different campuses. Next week, there's a, another Sunday where you're encouraged to go and, 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 and go and see what's happening in other places. Do it. Not only will you be a blessing to us who are, who are, who are working in those locations, but you never know, you might just be blessed too. <laughs> God is moving. God is doing something in this region and in Revive Church. Revive Church carries a mandate and you are part of it. You are part of it. So I just want to pray a blessing. Father, I speak a blessing over this congregation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for their families. I thank you, Father, for their finances. Thank you, Father, for their hearts. I thank you, Father, for their minds. And Lord, I speak a sound mind over them. I speak a sound mind over them. I speak the, the, the love of the Father coming and wrapping his arms around them. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that they are filled with your Holy Spirit, that they are uh, with, with, with a, a power, the dynamic power on the inside of them and we release them we break the chains right now we release them in jesus name thank you amen hallelujah Woo! amen hang on do you know guys there's something so special about just journeying together in god and do you know i've just got a, a, a prophetic a little urge really a uh, little bit of insight when jesus said come follow me he said that to, to two guys. He said it to many people. But when we start looking into the scriptures, he said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And he said that to two people who were fishers. But the word make literally means this, to bring forth what's on the inside of you. I'm going to bring that forth. I'm calling that out of you, which I've already placed in you. People in this room have got gifts and talents which are untapped. 
gifts which you may not even realise you've got at the moment, you've just desired. But Jesus said to these two guys, right at the very beginning of his ministry, I am going to bring the gold of heaven out of your life and it's going to shine. And people are going to see your life being totally transformed. God did that with Gideon as well. Gideon was a man who thought he was from the weakest family in the tribe of Israel. But God came by encounter, supernaturally came and drew strength which was already on the inside of him. I want to tell you guys today, you have got everything that God has got for you on the inside. You have got strength, you've got power, you have got talent. You have got vision and God wants to draw that out of you. And for some of us in this journey, in this exploring, it's going to be a time where Jesus makes you into. Amen. I didn't become a ready-made evangelist. I just had a desire to win souls. And God brought people around my life to train and equip and to coach me. Amen. So I speak right now. You have got amazing potential in God to reach your dreams, to reach the dream of this church, to do some God adventuring. Amen. Hallelujah.